The Beehive Sports Podcast is powered by Swing Juice. Visit swingjuice.com. Use promo code Beehive20 for 20% off your golf and MLBPA apparel. Welcome, everybody. This week's episode of the Beehive Sports Podcast. Uh, tonight's episode, not, not a whole lot going on. We got some stuff, though. Uh, we we're going to get into... We're going to stretch it. We are. Uh, we're going to get into fan rant talk. We got to get fan rant going. If you've been a listener, a longtime listener, you're familiar with the fan rant. Uh, so fan rant 2022, we're going to get into that, discuss some rules, figure out some shit. Uh, local shout outs. We've got a few things to go over there. Uh, of course, buzzing and buzzkill like every week. We're going to talk about Kyler's contract. And then in sports history, we're going to do NFL training camp edition. Not a lot, but I found some stuff, you know, kind of, uh, you know, paints the picture, I suppose. Skeddy on, uh, he won't tell me what it is. So it's going to be a surprise. It's a surprise because I'm just going to tell everybody now. Skeddy has two things that he won't discuss with me that he wants to talk about on the show. That means they're a verbal assault on me. So we're going <laughs> to see how it goes. Uh, but so Skeddy on's a mystery. We won't know till, till we know things that sting got, uh, six, six stories, five, six stories in the things that sting. And then in my hive, we're going to be joined by a special guest, uh, Warren alum, dragon baseball alumni, current Mercyhurst Laker, current Jamestown tarp skunk, Ryan Rafalski. That'll be in give or take mostly, I guess, just take an hour. It'll be about an hour. Uh, and then, uh, so we'll get him in here. Going to do a little interview. He's going to teach us about the tarp skunks. Let's go. Welcome to the Beehive Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joe and Skeddy. The buzz is brought to you by Bush Light. Bush Light Apple, back on the shelves. Get it wherever you purchase your adult beverages. If you do follow Bush Light pages, they are almost daily now telling people to stock up, which tells me that production has stopped because they said this is it. They're done with Bushlight Apple. So uh, they keep saying, don't be uh, sad that it's over. Stock up because it's ending. So <laughs> make sure you get your Bushlight Apple. Please drink responsibly. Uh, reminder to audio listeners, as I'm throwing out there every week now at the start of the show, live shows are broadcasting on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Give us a follow or subscribe. We appreciate it on all platforms. Uh, Facebook and YouTube at the Beehive Sports Podcast, Twitter at the Beehive SP, and Instagram at Beehive Sports Pod. With that said, people who are watching the video, uh, you can actually just listen to the audio later on if you so choose. You can find that on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, basically all of those things, except Pandora. Should probably get okay. on there. It's not yeah. hard to do. I just haven't done it, so I should probably do that. If people do, people still use Pandora. Is that I don't anymore, but I would assume some people use it. Some it people still have it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. 
So where do we begin? Oh, first, since I already know that I'm being ambushed in this episode by you, I'm starting <laughs> you. I, I'm coming out swinging. Okay. All right. So two, three weeks ago, a month ago, whatever it might have been, member guest men's night, just a men's night, one night event. Sketty hops on a team with me and Kevin and who, Wade? Yep, Wade. Yeah, Wade. Yep. Okay. So the four of us get on a team. What place did we get? I don't know. Third, tied for third. I don't, they don't tell you how many people are in front of you. So we got, but third, we got, we got paid out. Yeah. We got paid. So yeah. Sketty says, we have a, a member guest men's night last week. And Sketty says, Oh, I can't play with you guys this time around. I already told other people. And I'm like, Well, that's weird that you'd leave the team that won you money, but okay. And he says, I'm going Kevin Durant. So what, what he's implying with that is that he was leaving us a runner up for the team that was going to win the title. How'd you do last week? Well, it turns out I didn't go Kevin Durant. I went full LeBron James because we should have kicked your ass. I just sucked. I choked. Big but you time. didn't. And we won. I think we tied That's for first. Full, full, full LeBron James. <laughs> full LeBron James. You left. And we said, well, fuck it. If Sketty's leaving us, then we're just going to ball out. And that's what we did. Full LeBron James. We, I easily myself left four shots out there, which would have tied you off. Easily left four out there. Would have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was terrible. Word. I feel like word. maybe you bent you bent my putter. You got there early and messed it up. It's the only reason those short ones couldn't fall. I, no. You just need <laughs> to get, get, better, get better at putting. See Joe. Joe's listening. Worse. He's aware. Joe. Joe knows what it's like to get bailed on. Joe Colosimo in the comments. Oh jeez. He knows what it's like to get bailed on by Sketty. But you know, uh, we just take the high road and and you know keep moving forward. The team has a goal in mind, and it's championship, and that's what we did. And what did you do? Nothing. That's right. I think we're gonna get paid for it. Oh, did we see results yet? No. <laughs> no. Should not shock. Shouldn't have asked. Maybe the money will be tagged you on the wall. <laughs> It probably will. That's what it was last week. Uh, yeah, so I just had to throw that out there, get that out of the way, because I know I'm probably going to take a beating on this episode. I just have a feeling. Uh, <laughs> let's see what else happened this past week. Oh, baseball. So I had to go to a baseball practice because I'm playing in that game. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it went better than I thought it was going to. Okay. Like the first probably five pitches, I really struggled just seeing it at all because it's a small dirty ball used baseball and i haven't seen that trajectory on a pitch in i couldn't even tell you how long 15 20 years something like that and uh you know slow pitch nice arc coming down from the sky you can see it just fine uh yeah so it was strange but first go around to bp like I said, the first five pitches, I was just kind of watching it just to see if I could even see it. Once I finally started picking it up, made contact, nothing great. I had like two or three good like contact swings. Uh, but then the second go around, I went fucking full Shohei Otani. Not really, <laughs> uh, but I hit three. One, one hopped over the fence. Would have been a ground rule double. It's at Legion Field. And this is with a wooden bat, too. So not bad, 38-year-old. Okay old man one hopped one over and then uh the guy was just standing at the warning track after i hit that one i hit two more right to him i mean it was like the short porch it was like probably 320 
but I was still pretty happy with it. Like I was make, seeing it, making good contact. I got a lot of questions for Ryan when we get into the, <laughs> I need to talk to I'm him not, actually. I'm not impressed. Didn't Barry Bonds hit like 73 home runs when he was 38 years old? Well, yeah, but you gotta get on, on, you gotta get on some of that clear, bud. Yeah. They probably don't <laughs> drug test for juice in the, exactly. in the security baseball game. So maybe I can uh, get a few cycles down before, <laughs> before first pitch. I don't know. You need the quick work and stuff. Well, I order jerseys from China and I know how long it takes for that to get here. So I'm assuming if I'm ordering with trend, it's gonna, it's <laughs> a slow boat. It's going to be a while. So uh, but no, it was cool. And just a reminder to everybody, that is uh, August 11th, Thursday, August 11th, 6.30 p.m., Dietrich Park in Jamestown. There is possibly, which I'm going to find out, I'm going to look into this this week, Skeddy has been so gracious to say he, he could skip out on a men's night to come up to this event, charity event, and we're going to try and do some sort of live stream, uh, either on the field or from the press box. I'm not sure exactly how it will work yet, but... Uh, that's the other bonus of having Ryan in here is afterwards, after his interview, I'm going to text him and say, who do I talk to about Dietrich Park? Like, <laughs> so I can get some info because we want to try and live, either live stream the game or do something like that. It'd be cool if we could just live stream it because we could probably like you wouldn't. I don't think you'd have to like sit there the whole time. Like you could. Yeah, we could set the camera. I mean, it's not going to be like follow the ball. Yeah. Like it's not going to be great, but you'll be able to watch the game. Uh, and then maybe like some on-field interviews mid-game or before the game, after the game, whatever. Uh, and we're going to try and get all that going through, you know. Uh, I'd assume the broadcast would we'd be able to do through StreamYard, which is what we're doing like right now, because you're watching it on Facebook Live or Twitter or YouTube. Uh, we can do all those at once, but with the on-field stuff, it would probably just be like Skeddy going Facebook Live from his phone on the podcast page. So whatever. I think majority of majority of viewers are, are Facebook anyways, because that's our most active social media just because it has the most people on it. So looking to do something like that. Uh, the other thing I just wanted to throw out here real quick. Let me find it. Uh, the FOP Lodge 83 golf scramble. So that's my lodge. I just wanted to give a quick boost to that. August 12th it's random but it's a friday at 1 p.m shotgun start so uh last year i think it was full so that was i was surprised by that just given the the time and day you know friday at one o'clock yep. but i suppose you can get enough people to say fuck work i'm dipping early i'm gonna go golf start the weekend <laughs> you know it's a good way to do it but uh if you're interested in getting a team in get a hold of me i can uh point you in the right direction uh, get you an application, whatever we need to do. So that's at Jackson Valley Country Club, August 12th. It's the day after the charity baseball game. So I should be good and sore <laughs> if if walking at all, actually. <laughs> we'll find rough. out. Yeah, it's probably not going to be great. Uh, but yeah, that's all. I just wanted to give those uh, quick boosts out there. So fan rant. Uh, if you've been a long-time listener, you know what the fan rant is. If you haven't been a long-time listener, then we'll explain it to you. Uh, last year, what we did, but last year was totally different, too, because that was before live shows. That was all audio shows. But what we did is we had I had people call me. I put them on speakerphone next to a mic and recorded a conversation with them, 
And basically what we do is we find somebody to represent every team. All 32 teams get one representative. And then each week we did a division. That's what we did last year. We also started in like early July. So it was easy to get done before the season started. Now that we're live, uh, we have to find people who are willing to come on, represent their team. And the idea is uh, what we're going to do is let me pull up a calendar because I ha- I already have the dates kind of in mind here. All right. So August 8th. So not next Monday, two weeks from today, we start the fan rant. August 8th, AFC East, NFC East. We're going to do both divisions. So we'll have everybody in here. Uh, we'll do, we'll bring all the four AFC representatives in first and we will go around each one. They can tell us why their team is going to win the Super Bowl division. Uh, the idea is to just talk shit on the other teams in your division, really. <laughs> just cause a fight. That's <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's all about just instigating. That's really what the whole purpose of it is. But it's a lot of fun. And we get some uh, – the playoff ones were amazing. Like we yeah, did playoffs. playoffs so playoffs were the first ones we did on video. And we had a person representing each team. Remember the dude who represented Philly? And the guy yes, who represented Tampa? Guy. He was yeah. awesome. Yeah. So they were both good. Yep. They were both good. So I'm going to see if we like, we get them to hop on for uh, uh, their respective divisions. But if we can get the Philly guy, Philly guy might be dead. He might've had a heart attack Poss- moments, <laughs> moments after the fan rant. Like, I don't know him to talk to him to know if he is still alive, but we should, I, I'm going to, I think I <laughs> still have like, that. I'm going to, I'm going to find out. Cause I think I still have the old messages, but he was going nuts and it was awesome. It was like everything, <laughs> everything I imagined the fan rant being, that guy just put it all into like two minutes and it was perfect. So we got to bring him back. I had people texting me for like weeks and they're like, dude, Philadelphia guy was fucking hilarious. I was like, yeah, <laughs> he was killing me. Like me and me and you were just, in t- I mean, we were in tears. I don't even think we were talking for like a while, just listening to him and the Tampa Bay kid, just go nuts on each other. Yep. It was great. So Anyways, like I said, August 8th, we'll do AFC East, NFC East. Obviously, like 15th, we'll do two more. 22nd, two more. 29th would be the end of them, if, I, if my math's right. And, uh, you know, that'll give us a the final, the fifth, the show, the fifth, Labor Day, or how, whenever we're going to do a show that week. Uh, we'll be able to, like, get into, you know, talking about week one and uh, have time and wiggle room. But uh, so that's what that's the plan. So watch tomorrow. I know it's two weeks out still. And then the following, the rest of it, it's just going to be one week out. Uh, But I'm going to put the posts up on Tuesday following the show. So, uh, but I'm doing it tomorrow. Like I said, two weeks early Uh, for AFC East, NFC East. We need to fill the slots and it's going to have to be people who can be available to come on here uh, Monday, August 8th, that, that night. And we will, uh, get you know, get the fan rant going. We might do it at the beginning of the show. Is that what you were talking about doing? Me no. Oh, okay. I thought I, you said I was, something. I couldn't remember. I was what it saying. Was. I was saying that we should just try and get everyone now because we had we struggled for some teams last year. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's a good idea. And just tell like put the dates. Yeah, just that's, put put the date that you're going to be okay. up. Yeah, that's what I'll do. So I'll do one big post, all the teams blank, and then we can edit it and fill them in as people claim the team and then I'll just put the dates for what divisions are going. So that way they, they know what date they're signing up for. Does that sound yep. good? Yep. Like it. Okay. 
All right. Yeah, we'll do that. That that's probably a smart move because yeah, there was a couple of times we were scrambling. And I know like last year during the actual regular season, like preseason fan rant, we didn't fill every team. Like I didn't find no, uh, yeah. I didn't find a Bengals fan. I didn't find a Cardinals fan, which we have one now. Yep. And his name isn't his name Mike Garrett. <laughs> Pretty sure it's Mike. Yeah, he he golfs a lot. Was, he's on my, yes, fa- he's Mike, on my yeah. Facebook. Yeah, he loves golf and he's Canadian and he lives in Arizona. That's the only things I know about him. Uh, pretty cool dude though. He came on and he did he did well. Uh, so yeah, we'll get you know, hopefully the teams that we didn't find last year we'll be able to find you know easily this year. So we'll put that post up tomorrow at some point. Just be watching for it if they're uh, your team is available and you want them. Just sign up. That's all you got to do. Comment that, hey, I'm, I'll am i represent, you know, whoever. And uh, just get ready to talk some shit. Simple as that. All right, local shout outs. So we got a few things to go over here. One, I feel like I owe an explanation to some people because there's just something I put up on the page a few days ago that got a lot of interaction, uh, got a lot of messages coming in also. Uh, it was the Art Schaefer letter regarding Warren Dragon football and the Big 30 game and the equipment that was issued to the Big 30 All-Stars to go wear at the, you know, the the Big 30 game that's, what, two weeks from now or something like that. So I titled it, my caption was, not a good look. It wasn't, I think some people took that as like, I believed that 100% to be exactly what was happening. It's not what that means. Not a good look means to me, maybe I perceive it differently than others, but to me, it meant like, this isn't something you want out there, whether it's true or not. I have no idea. It's just not something you want the public to be reading. Right. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. I I get what you're saying. Um, Yeah. But you know, you know, that was the first thing I said to you was I'd like to hear what the, what the, Oh, reasoning right. is for not giving the kids helmets, you know, because right. there, there's obviously to me, it didn't make sense. Right. So, and I did get some feedback from various people who will remain nameless, but uh, there's definitely two sides to it. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to, and it's kind of shitty that I'm not going to get into super great detail about it, but there's a reason things are done the way they're done. There's a, you know, person or persons who make that call and that's what it is so uh you know if it wasn't some people said it wasn't our experience when our child was in big 30 or playing big 30 uh you know there was others offering up their child's old helmet which would need to be another parent said you know that it still needs to be sent in and checked for uh the safety inspection by radell or whoever so no, but that's the thing is there's definitely two sides to it. And here's just one, the last note I'm going to make before we head on to the uh, next story. I know a lot of those coaches, especially the young ones, some of which were in school around the time, you know, I was and you were. Uh, and to me, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of guys within that program working who are extremely like heading in the right direction with it. And it's, it's in their heart. It's not just a, a job or something they do as a hobby. They love the dragon football program. So I I have nothing but faith in a lot of the young coaches that they have. And, and we'll see what happens, you know, in the future with it. So 
I don't know how long current coach will be around. I don't, you know, I don't know enough about the ins and outs of that program to have any clue as to say what, when he'll retire or move on. But I know that he has a lot of guys behind him in the support roles that if one, I mean, I could name three that if any of them stepped up, I think it'd be great for, for Warren high. So we'll see what happens, but, uh, Sticking with Dragon football, they actually took second in the seven-on-seven Corey tournament, only losing to Prep, which... Yep, it's Prep. It's <laughs> kind of what happens <laughs> all the time. To, yeah. I mean, most teams, it's not just Warren that loses to them. It's yep. just about everybody. But uh, So shout-out to them, seven-on-seven. Seven. So it's non-contact, one-hand touch. I was reading in the comments in, in uh, Greg Miller's post, and uh, that'd be actually something to kind of need to see sometime to see how that's actually all played out. So I guess it's just, you know, more for, you know, route running, that type, that type of thing is what I gathered from just the comments of it. Again, I've never watched it or know too much about it to say, but congrats to them. Second place. They went six and two, I think it said. Uh, so sweet. It's a good start, you know? Uh, so we'll see what, you know, that provides moving into their training camp and, and all that. Uh, Corporate cup soccer showcase. I wanted to give a shout out to a couple people there. It's uh, the showcase was played in Bradford. It's they kind of call it like the border battle. It's New York PA all stars in soccer, essentially big 30 for, for this, for soccer is what it seems like to me. But uh, unfortunately New York swept boys and girls three, nothing in the boys match four, two in the girls match, but Warren participants, a good, good amount. Uh, Will Nabinski, Mark Linz, Jack Darling, Parks Ordaway, Ethan Best and Roman Sheets. And then as far as the girls go, uh, Haley Peterson, Eliza Brooke, and Georgie Bickling. So they were all uh, participants, and that's a a good chunk from – but Warren Soccer is pretty solid. I'm pretty pretty sure both guys and girls are pretty solid when it comes to uh, soccer. So they they got a lot of – Warren has some good sports programs. I mean, if you really think about it, softball, baseball has been good. Uh, had a tough year this year for baseball, but Mo's first year, he's got yep. he's got young team. Yeah, very young team. So I, I'm looking forward to to all of that and seeing you know how that all progresses. All right, so next up, like always, buzzing buzz kill. Sketty, what's got you buzzing? Uh, well, I got my uh, notice in the mail today that Directv is about to start charging me for the Sunday ticket, which means. Football's right around the corner. So nice. I'm jacked. I'm ready to go. Training camp's open. Like, I'm I'm ready. Or opening okay. this week, I should say. I'm going to interrupt. We're going to – It's this is going to be – we're going to call this segment Schooling Sketty. How long have you had DirecTV? Uh, too long. Okay. So, over under five years? I'd say over. Okay. So, six, seven, eight, eight years? Somewhere, somewhere in there, yeah. Okay, so I've had it since 2014, and I only know that because I got it when I first moved back to Warren. All right, here's you do something the trick I, every year. Oh no, not even every year. This is what I found out. Okay, bills start to get high. You know how Directv is. Yeah. Everybody who has it knows the longer yep. you're a customer, the more you're paying. And then they're calling you and asking you if you want discounted more channels. I'm like, no, I don't want those channels at all. Discounted or free, I just don't want them. Because then you have to call later and cancel anyways. If the, even if they are free. Yep. Here's what I found out. So I had a wonderful conversation with a direct TV employee 
the other day because again, Bill Bill was up. It was like two forty. I'm like, fuck this. Yep. That's too much. So I call him. Uh, I so if you Google this, you can find it. It's called the loyalty department. Okay. okay. The girl told me that you can get the same rates as new customers every year, but you have to call in. You have to call in. Okay. So if you if you call in, so here's what I got. Listen to this shit. So Bill was getting crazy high, right? Yep. It's supposed to be around like 150, I think. Give or take yep. a few bucks. It goes skyrocketing up. Oh, so yeah, I call yeah. them. They give me $45 off each bill for one full year. So July to next July, $45 off each bill and NFL ticket for free. No kidding. So you need to make a phone call. Well, yeah, I was thinking about that because we'll be getting ready to make the move. And I was thinking yeah. about calling and just being like, listen, like I'm moving. I don't know if I even want to take this stuff with me. You know, make me a deal or I'm just going to say screw it and I'll wait till, just, you know, Sunday uh, ticket comes to prime next year and pay him. Either so Google I'm, Google the royal the loyalty department and you can call right to them. Or when you talk to the initial person, if you want to go that route, it's longer. But if you want to go that route, just tell them that's who you want to talk to. Don't even give those. Go to loyalty. First line people are the ones who are just trying to sell you shit. Got they do it. not, they don't, they don't want to help your I, bill. They don't want to do anything, but make you have every channel that they offer. Yeah. I didn't know about the loyalty thing. I did know another guy told me he just calls every year during Sunday ticket and says, this is ridiculous. I'm canceling everything. And they just go, yeah, here you go. Here's free Sunday. Ticket. Free, free Sunday so, ticket. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll put you through to that department and they'll hook you up. So you just need to, you need to start doing that. I, I, I hate it. doing it. It sucks. I did it one it's time miserable. like years ago and they didn't give me anything free, but they gave me like basically all the movie channels for six months. Yeah. No, tell them, like, fuck, yeah. tell them fuck yeah. off. That's not what you want. Just got you it. Just, you got to, you have to keep the shield up during the and first say no. initial phone call. You can't, you got to dodge all the bullets. Well, They're like coming at you with like playboy HBO <laughs> Showtime. They're like throwing daggers at you. Avoid yeah. all of them. Tell them fuck off. Get me to the loyalty department. That's how you defeat DirecTV. I've learned that. And that Go girl, right to told, the girl I, like I talked to told me that. She's like, you have to call in every year. Like you have to. I, She's like, I just call in. Yeah. She told she she gave away the secret. I and seriously now, and now I was I'm thinking I'm, I'm putting her on blast, kind of, but I I mean she's never gonna see this show, so I don't care. Well, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm going to call and see, like, hopefully they can get them come set the dish up. But then, like, in my head, I'm thinking the whole time, Sunday ticket's going to go to probably Prime next year, like, according to Goodell. And then DirecTV's just uh, gone. I need you for nothing. Well, yeah, that that's where I'm at with it, too, is yep. our DirecTV simply exists only because of NFL ticket. When NFL ticket moves, and if it does go to Prime or wherever it goes, then DirecTV goes bye-bye because yep, we can like, stream we can stream everything else. And, exactly and get the service we need for football so that's that's literally like that's how it's gonna go but all right so yes just keep that in mind uh noted i totally stole your what's got you buzzing okay so what's got me buzzing <laughs> two things i'll be quick though two things training camp has arrived which you said already uh nine days till the hall of fame game which no, i may not even watch but just knowing that it's on tv Puts yep. a smile on my face, but that's uh, Jacksonville and Raiders in uh, the Hall of Fame game. 
Second thing I'm buzzing on, the good guy Astros. Giving Paul Blackburn. Oh, yeah, that was nice. Helping out the A's pitcher who needed a lift to the old all-star game. They were going to fly him commercial. Like uh, Juan Soto, you know, getting the commercial flight treatment. Like the peasant that they're treating him like. <laughs> like the rest of us. Flying coach. You know, everybody's mad about it. Should have treated him better. Paul Blackburn. The A's, I, I can't even believe. I thought they'd get him a bus ticket. I don't know if they can even afford a plane ticket. But the A's are like, hey, you're flying commercial. The Astros, the classiest team in baseball, like always, step up, help the guy out. It's just, you know, I, I just loved saying that they were the classiest team in baseball because so many people were like, what? No, you you, can, you don't mean that. No, I don't. But it fucks fuck, pisses people off, so it makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Good guy Astros. Certified good guy. <laughs> certified good organization. Ghostros. Uh What's killing your buzz? Uh, the storm sirens in Warren that don't work. Maybe they should take some of that roundabout money, crank those things up a little <laughs> bit, because I would have slept right through the whole thing last night. Like, what good are you if I can't hear you? I didn't know they set off tornado sirens. I so, That's what Riley said when she woke me up in the middle of the night, screaming because she's scared. And so I she just heard said, him, but you didn't. She claims that the sirens woke her up, and then she said they went off because people on Facebook, and I did see some people on Facebook screaming that the sirens weren't loud enough as well. Uh, I will some verify. people said that they woke them up, and they, yeah, I, there was a lot. I didn't hear anything. About every volunteer agency in the county was out running last night. Oh, there I'm sure. I thought fire. I heard there was a shed fire, a structure fire. There's. I was lots gonna say I thought happening. I heard like fire truck sirens, not like oh, yeah. storm sirens. Yeah, but yeah, so there, there was, if there was actually a tornado, I would have died in my bed. Well, <laughs> wouldn't, have, wouldn't have woke up nothing. So we will. Uh, I'll verify if those sirens were ever put off or not, because I think a lot of people they, heard the volunteer firefighter the sirens. Warren, the North Warren ones were for sure. They were for sure. Yeah, I talked to the guy who's helping us paint the house. Said today that the sirens went off and. He was in the same boat. Wifey made him go to the basement. Yeah, we did. We we had a full on implement of the bees inclement weather family protocol last night. So that we did hanging that out, hanging out in the hive. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. I got well, a phone I mean, call. Up- well, a phone call from work from a coworker who uh, I love, but can be panicky at times. <laughs> and it's like 1 a.m. I'm like, hello. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what the fuck's yeah. happening. And he's like, tornado warning till two. It's crazy. The storm. And I'm like, oh, like, so I kind of like jumped out of bed. Like, what the hell is going on? He's like, turn on the news. I got to go. And he hung up. So I was like, OK. <laughs> so I got up and I was like, yeah, we got to go. So yeah, Asher slept, slept through the whole thing. Me, Bees, and Devin came down to the the beehive, and we locked her down till the storm quit, and then I went back to sleep. Yeah, Riley was Simple. screaming, let's go to the basement, and I kept saying, there's not going to be a tornado in Warren. Go, go back to sleep, and that didn't go over so hot. No, maybe not didn't on your side so of town. My my side of town is the Your side spot. of town is squirrely. I, yeah, is. I told her, I said, if we were if we were in the new house, I would have been a little bit worried, like, okay, let's yeah. get down in the basement. Yeah, yeah because it, it comes right up over that hill. Oh yeah, middle of town. I was just like, it's yeah, fine. fine. I kept yelling, it's not even windy outside. Because <laughs> it wasn't. It was raining like hell. It was thundering. It was lightning. Like crazy, but like crazy lightning. Like 
trees weren't doing anything. Yeah, like it's like it's not even windy. We're fine. All right, so the tornado or lack thereof siren is what was killing your buzz. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's killing my buzz? The Rams leaving St. Louis 1999 Super Bowl off the ring. You know how they get? Yeah. How many trophies they have on the ring? Yep. Nope, not the Rams. They just one trophy. L.A. Uh, they it, it it's bitter dog bitter, dog shit organization. Bitter ex girlfriend, ex boyfriend type of stuff. The stolen hoodie syndrome. Like it's just whatever. Put the fucking you you have two. Whether you want to claim that or not, I have no idea. Uh, guys like me wish that we could just, you know, as a Bills fan, yeah. I could say they have one. But you guys just want to forget about 1999? Like it wasn't, Cla- you know, the greatest show Classless on turf. organization. Yeah. Classless you know, organization. So, yeah, that's that was what was killing my buzz. All I right. Like uh, I'm going to let you take this one away because you said you have a lot to discuss here. Well. Uh, Kyler signs a massive deal somehow no charges were pressed uh by yeah. Arizona for robbery but hey uh it, I'll just quick quick detail it 5 years 230 million 29 at signing 160 mil guaranteed a uh, couple of notes with that 46.1 a year he was drafted by the Oakland A's whose total payroll for 2022 is 48.5 so financially <laughs> Smart decision, probably on Kyler's part. Of course, he could have been a Yankee. Yep. Who knows? Could have been a Yankee. Could have made more money. Uh, Requires that Murray engages in at least four hours of independent study during each week of the season, from the Monday after training camp ends through the last game on the schedule, including any postseason games. The best quote I saw regarding that on Twitter, Jason OTC, says Deshaun Watson got a contract that guarantees that has guarantees that stay in place. If the NFL suspends him, Kyler Murray has to go to study hall to ensure he doesn't lose his. <laughs> Very good. Which is true. I mean, that tells you something the organization thinks about him. He's not putting in the work off the field, uh, but yeah, it does. I, I think my biggest thing with this, and I mean, just to be upfront, I don't think I would want to pay Kyler Murray. $46 million a year, but that's just what the market is going to dictate at this point. Um, see a lot of people saying, like you said, oh, he's overpaid. Well, if you think Kyler Murray's overpaid, what the hell is Christian Kirk? Because he absolutely. Oh, he's way overpaid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's like, that's we, way worse we, than what they gave Murray. But we've so, said that before. That's well documented on our show that Christian Kirk fucked the market. The Jacksonville Jaguars fucked up the wide receiver market. Well, they they did, but I mean, I I think it's almost the same boat as what. Even though it's not the same, because the guys that got paid are for the most part pretty good. Um, speaking specifically to like Rogers and Allen and uh, Mahomes, Mahomes, yeah, like you know they got paid, but everyone keeps saying, "Oh, he's overrated. Oh, he's overpaid." Well, as far as overrated goes, I don't. You know, I looked at a couple lists today, and everyone has him around like 13th best quarterback in the league. Right. Which AE has an absolute dog shit coach, which that cannot go unsaid. Like his coach is terrible. Cliff Cliff Kingsbury isn't going to see the end of the Kyler Murray contract. It's not going to happen. Um, as far as that goes, though, you know, there's a couple guys ahead of him that I would not take Lamar Jackson over him personally. I don't know about you. I there's like you couldn't make me pay Lamar. Like no, before I paid Murray, like that wouldn't happen. Uh, no, yeah, I would take Murray. 
but so, you know, what I would say about this whole being overpaid thing, you know, that these other guys coming up like the Burroughs, the Herberts, um, you don't know what this young rookie class coming up, like those guys are all going to get more money. Like in three years, this contract is probably going to look team friendly. Uh, yeah. But, you know, right now, who would you take for the next five years like over him? Like, cause I'm assuming that you wouldn't say that you would take Brady and Rogers for the next five years over him. Like, yes, this year, uh, maybe next year, but not three years from now. I, I would probably test my luck with Rodgers. Brady, yeah, no. I, yeah, well, I think the problem with both of them to me is they just don't want to play. I think both of them are kind of I, the think, point I agree with you on over, Rodgers. You know? I think Rodgers just doesn't give a flying shit about football. Yeah, anymore. so at any point in time, I would not feel comfortable handing him a big deal, although I don't know how the money works if he retires, if they get it you know, back. But I have a list of five guys – and that's it that I would definitely for sure take over Kyler Murray for the next five years. Take Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, and Deshaun Watson. And that'd be my list of guys that I would definitely take over him for the next five years. Deshaun, no sexual assault allegation, Deshaun. Good guy, Deshaun. Well, I, no, I think, well, if Deshaun Watson got suspended a year, I would still take him over Kyler Murray for the next five years. Put it to you that yeah, way. I couldn't, little, I couldn't out of principle. I, I'm I still talking take about Kyler. football games. Yeah. I, well, that's, that's a shocking one for you. Yeah, Consider what we talked about the other day. I just but, hate I mean, Sean and the Browns. Would you take, I, I start a couple guys here that I think would be in the conversation in the next five years. Again, Lamar Jackson, we already said probably not. Right. I'd take, I'd take Jimmy G the next five years. You take Jimmy G the next five years. He was a question mark because you said that. Yeah. And man, that's just a so. What about like Russ Wilson? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was the fourth best quarterback in his division last year. I better than Wilson. You think he's better than Wilson? No, or worse fourth, than Wilson? Yes. Really? Wilson had no offensive line. You're gonna wa watch what he does in Denver this year. I well, don't. Th I'm not saying they're gonna like fucking win it, win it all or anything like that. But they're not like. Wilson's going to be a lot better used in Denver than he was his last couple of years. And he I had to do everything. He had to do everything in Seattle last year and the year before. That. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule that out. I wouldn't say that Wilson is definitely not better, but I don't know if I would take him for sure for the next five years. Like it would be hard. Like I thinking being that Murray's going to actually get a head coach at some point in time, probably next year would be my guess that they get rid of Kingsbury and find someone else. And maybe he turns this thing around. They um, should do it. They should do it. If they're if the Cardinals were smart, they would do it like week eight. Yeah, well, like, yeah, correct. They Cardinals, bring Cardinals in and are, win the last. We'll say we'll say Cardinals are seven and one, six and two. Week eight, fire Kingsbury, because then yep. you can get maybe a coach who can coach a full season and not just the first half. <laughs> if you get anybody who has any second half coaching experience, bring them in, and let them ride it out. They they could be dangerous. But Kingsbury, yeah. second half, his whole career, this isn't just like a, oh, well, last year he did that. No, look at his numbers from Texas Tech all the way to fucking Arizona. He never finishes. Starts hot, yeah. starts red hot, looks great. And then just, I don't know, does he just get bored? Does he just hate the length of the season? Like what? I, I don't know. But, I mean, I, I think that's the big problem there. I don't think it's Kyler's talent. I think it's Cliff can't coach is, is yeah. the Could major be. issue. Um, but like, who would you take Mac Jones over him for six years? No, 
five years. Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Who brave. What about Justin Fields? Yes, because he's taller. Same quarterback, just taller. <laughs> okay. Here's one for your boy. Tua. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I don't know. He is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL, according to Tyree Kill. Well, that that is true. Yeah. Um, what about and, what about I say Derek Carr? Andy McIntosh is saying Danny Dimes. I left that one off like I figured that nobody was taking okay. Danny who, Dimes. Who is who is the next one? Uh oh. Oh, you're here. I still hear you. Just a hiccup. You there? Just a glitch in the matrix. Oh yeah, I'm here. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, my internet's been screwy since the storm. So, since <laughs> if there would have been a tornado siren, yeah, maybe you would have been able to preserve your internet hookups, and it wouldn't uh, wouldn't have been bad. All right, continue on the list. Who did you just say after Tua? After Tua, uh, Zach Wilson. Yes, strictly because off the field, awesome. Uh, what about, did I say Derek Carr? Did we get to that point? I don't know where I cut Yeah, out. Derek Carr is who you said when you cut out. Uh, okay. Derek Carr, yes. Yeah, I would take okay. Derek Carr. What about what about Baker? Uh, out of principle, yes, because I would love to see, I can't wait to see what he does in, out of Cleveland. Well, that's true. I, I uh, hope he becomes a revered and loved uh, NFL icon. So, sidebar from this thing, because I think we've covered about. Oh, did I say Matt Stafford? You take Matt Stafford for five? Oh, definitely, years? definitely. Okay. Side note to this: so I looked up this list of that. You know, they ranked the quarterbacks one through thirty-five. Only two teams were not in the top thirty-two: the Pittsburgh Steelers with Mitch Trubisky at thirty-three, and the Seattle Seahawks who have. Drew Locke and Geno Smith, Gino. At 34 and 35. <laughs> <laughs> they did it in a five tiers and it said five tiers backups. Geno Smith. That was it. That was it. That was the article. People are sleeping on money. Mitch, they're going to see. I like Mitch. I, I really, I mean, I'm, I think Steeler fans have at least something decent to look forward to. It's not going to be the flashy be great quarterback, but, but it's, he's not going to be the flashy quarterback, but they have a great defense and he's, let him throw 20, 25 times a game. They have a good running back in place. They started working on the offensive line. It is starting to feel like Steelers like 06-ish. Run the football. Yep. Ben throws 25 times a game. That's what you do. That's how you win. Yep. So Yeah, I like that. I think a lot of people could be surprised with how the Steelers end up this year. But, all right, did we get through all that? Yeah, like I said, moral of the story, I don't think he's overpaid. I don't, I don't love it, but... You think it's You're market value? See, wait, wait till you see what Lamar gets. I got a feeling that's. Gonna oh, be I know ugly. it's gonna be. It is gonna be ugly, or it's not. He's gonna get ripped off because he doesn't have an agent. Uh, one of that's the two things is possible. gonna happen. That's possible. Um, all right, we need to get cruising here because it is already yep. eight seventeen. But uh, so we got a few more segments to go, and then we gotta get Ryan in here. Okay. The Buzz is brought to you by Bush Light. Bush Light Apple's back on the shelves. Get it wherever you purchase your adult beverages. Please drink responsibly. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We will be back with this week in sports history. Whenever you crack open a Bush Light, the mountain starts singing. It's cold and it's smooth and it's waiting for you. What is going on? Hit it, giant Kenny G. So smooth. 
This is Brian Hagberg, and I wanted to take a moment to tell you about our new website, YourDailyLocal.com. Your Daily Local is your new home for news, sports, and events in Warren County and beyond. Our goal is to cover the people, places, events, and happenings that matter to you in a variety of ways, including writing, video, and audio. And the best part? All of our content is available for free. Head to YourDailyLocal.com to get the news you need when you need it. Let's take a look back at this week in sports history. This week in sports history brought to you by Your Daily Local. Visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it. Training camp edition. So it's just a, a quick read through. Obviously, the times have changed. 100 degree temperatures would cancel practice now, but not in the 60s. Uh, for decades, actually, John Madden, it was noted, was like notorious for the hotter the practices, the harder they're going. Uh, for decades, camp was that way, a way to whip players into shape. Intense practices often twice a year left players bruised, tired, and often injured. When Don Shula coached the Baltimore Colts in the late 1950s, he would often dehydrate the players on purpose and would never allow liquids on the field. And he wouldn't even let the players chew ice. If he saw someone with ice in their mouths, he would go bananas. Injuries were the norm, and players practiced through them unless they couldn't walk. One has uh, one has to remember that there were no agents or multi-year guaranteed contracts back then. The turning point came in 2001 when Minnesota Vikings offensive tackle Corey Stringer suffered heat stroke during camp, ultimately leading to his death. Uh, that obviously unraveled a whole bunch of changes. Two practices... Uh, can last no longer than four hours. Teams can conduct one padded practice per day and one walkthrough. The padded practice can last no longer than three hours, and three hours has to pass before the coaches can trot players back onto the field for the second practice of the day. With that said, though, if a padded practice lasts for more than one hour, it cancels the second practice. So the walkthrough would be nothing. You can't do that. Uh they must wait a full 24 hours until their practice time cycle starts over. That's if the uh, padded practice lasts longer than that period of time. So they, it was noted that some, some organizations go walk through then pads, some go pads and then walk through uh, the new CBA has in it that they're uh, urged to do cool down all sorts of cool down times uh, and trainers get this trainers observe players urine for the color to look for dehydration okay they must make a lot of money <laughs> so that i mean that's it though that's the gist of everything that uh you know i i wanted to keep it brief i knew we had to fly through some stuff but if you think about it like yeah it really has you know the Oh, yeah. over the course of time but with the contract thing i mean that i think that's the biggest part is you're investing so much money into this guy you want him on the field on sundays not in, in, you know a tuesday in august it's yep. it's you know 
all about protecting your investment now. So times have changed. Uh, this week in sports history brought to you by your daily local visit your daily for the news you need when you need it. Going to take another quick break. We'll be back with the uh, mystery version of Skeddy on. Hey there, everyone. This is Phil with JP photography. I know, I know a photography ad on a sports show. I get it. You're here for sports talk and listening to Joe and Skeddy's insane rambling. Wait, what? But bear with me for a few. I just want to tell you that JP Photography not only offers wedding photography, but also does events, engagements, headshots, family photos, and even some product photography. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for JP Photography or go directly to our website at johnphilphotography.com. That's J-O-N-P-H-I-L photography.com. He's absolute trash. Skeddy on. Let's have a listen to what Skeddy's on this week. Zero percent chance that works. I don't know what to say because I don't know what this is about. So I'm cueing the music and I'm letting you go. Well, this is going to be a little interactive with you, but uh, the inspiration for this was I was just scrolling Facebook and saw someone made this page about like best offense in the AFC, best defense in the AFC. And I see the Buffalo Bills. I'm thinking, <laughs> no. And then I started looking through different lists. I don't know how many different lists either have the Bills as number one or like a top three defense in the NFL. And I want to know what kind of crack everyone is smoking that they think they're that good. Like, do you think the Bills defense is that good? They, I no. mean, ranking-wise, they were number one last year. Okay, ranking-wise, they were number one. Yeah. I looked this all up. They played five games against backup quarterbacks. Taylor Heineke, Davis Mills, Mike White, the GOAT. The GOAT. Never, never to be forgotten. Uh, Trevor Seaman and Cam Newton. If you <laughs> add up their, to- their their points totals against, I figure they played about 14 trash teams last year. Or at least not very good teams. No, yeah, they allowed, I agree with that. They allowed about like 11 and a half points against them. You know, they blanked the Texans. They blanked the Dolphins. So now if you say, okay, I'll, we'll give them the Patriots twice and the Colts were okay teams, they allowed 14 and a half points a game. And then their three tough games, even though they beat the Chiefs and Brian Tannehill didn't really do anything. Derrick Henry helped yeah, the Titans cruise that way. Them over, and the right. Bucks, they played the Bucks, lost to them. They gave up 30 points a game against teams with semi-confident because I only think the Titans are semi-confident offense and the Chiefs weren't really tough at the point. When I look at what they did last year, this is not to say they're a bad defense, but people thinking that they're like the best defense in the league is no one looking at the schedule they played last year, the quarterbacks they played. Like, literally, the third best quarterback they played last year would be between Ryan Tannehill, uh, Tua, um, maybe maybe Mac Jones, oh, possibly Matt Ryan. That's it. That's the third best quarterback they played is a competition between those guys. Like, it's not to say they're bad, but just top 10. Yeah. One, two, three. No, thank you. Don't want any part of it. So this was the ambush. You're trying to get uh, me well, all Well, it's not meant to ambush you. I'm genuinely, genuinely uh, curious. Do you think the Bills defense is that good? Uh, I mean, 
the number I would say the number I would agree numbers were inflated because of who they played. Yeah. 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 You, I, and you, then you look much better when you're you I mean, I think they went I think they pitched two shutouts in a row. Like uh, early no, in there the was season. a gap. Wasn't the, it? This the skin scored twenty one. Uh, okay. But it was so Dolphin it was zero and then Texan zero. Yeah. Right. So which, the, which was Mills. You got Mills in his second start, and you got Mike White in his fourth start. Which was awesome. In the league. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, again, this is not to say they're bad, but this seems like one of those situations like last year when everyone thought the Browns were going to the Super Bowl. It's but like, here's, well, let's the, here's the, the thing, too. So, I want, here's something else that you didn't look into, though, when you went into that, okay? Those good quarterbacks that they played, play on good teams, of course, who game yep. plan correctly. And they ran the ball down Buffalo's throats. Like those quarterbacks yeah, didn't light up Buffalo. There, by there's an excellent, yeah. There's Brady an excellent didn't light them up. Uh, you know, the, they the Colts on forty-one on them. Yeah, and it was Jonathan Taylor's show. He had like exactly, yeah. Their, their run yards. defense is pretty. It was bad. Last pretty year. bad up there. Yeah, it was. yeah. It was bad yeah. last year. So. Yeah, and they and that was what they addressed this off season and bringing back Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson, they grab Von Miller. Uh, you know, just to shore up the defensive line and the pass rush. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I think that that is, that was their downfall last year. Definitely. Yep. And I, you know, again, and you know, you, Andy McIntosh for, for the third time in documented history is agreeing with you. <laughs> we got to keep a list up on the page. I think it's three. Yeah, three it's, times it's he's ever two or three. Yeah. You. But uh, no, it's just a, uh, you know, the Bills run D was bad. Now it's it helps that Josh Allen's going to hang a bunch of points on everyone. Correct, yeah. Take the run it, game away. It, right, and that's, I mean, I think that's kind of their forte at this point is the defense doesn't have to be great, great. Obviously, in 13 seconds, you need to make a stop. Thanks for bringing that up, Andy. I just <laughs> moved on from that recently, and now it's just resonated in my head. Uh, yeah, it... it they, they, yeah. Are they the best in the league? I don't know. I'd probably say the Rams are better. The Rams were like sixth or seventh on the list. I, yeah, I, I still went to a I, list, but I still think like the the thing, and this is something Colin Coward always says about the Bills that I I agree with. Their defense is really good situationally. Yeah. Now take away the thirteen second play, like that is a common. Uh, scenario that they would be good in why they weren't good in the biggest game of the season. I, I don't know, but um, that, that is when they usually shine. Like when it's late, a close game, a play is usually made that didn't happen in the playoff game, of course, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd say they're the best in the league, but it's kind of hard. It's just, that's a tough situation, like a tough well, question to answer who is the best in the league you can only you can only play the teams on your schedule and the one right. thing i will and give the, the bills credit for like bills are kind of a quick strike offense versus like yeah. i would say like i would take the niners and the ravens defense over the bills but the niners and the ravens also run the shit out of the football so yeah. the other team's defense is on the field for you know 11 minutes and yeah you know that that, that kind of helps you know defense yeah. stays rested and so yeah. I I don't know it just uh, that was a good sketchy on you didn't throw me off as bad as I thought you were going to though well no I, because I if you would have like came on and staunchly said no they're definitely the best defense in the NFL I would have had to give it to you a little bit harder but you at least are being <laughs> reasonable which is good reasonable I, guy. I can agree said it I'm a reasonable guy either five to ten someplace 
All right. Uh, so that's it. We're going to take a, another break. If I can find, there we go. Uh, take a quick break. We're going to be back with the things that sting. We'll fly through that so we can get uh, Ryan in here and uh, get our education on. Uh, see you in a minute. Jones Pest Control, your hometown pest control company, servicing residential and commercial properties in Warren and surrounding areas since 2015. Sean and his crew will work tirelessly to keep your home or business free of insects to rodents and everything in between. Contact Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548 and set up an appointment today. And remember, ants, spiders, bees, or mice, don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control, 814-230-9548. Checkout means sales and services with two locations on Warren's east side. Their garage at 800 Lexington Avenue not only services cars sold by means, but has knowledgeable staff and modern state-of-the-art equipment waiting to serve their hometown of Warren. Whatever you need, including alignments, tires, brakes, yearly or enhanced PA inspections, oil changes, and much more. Make your appointment today at 814-723-723. 7191 extension 2 It's now time for the things that sting. The worst stories in sports according to Joe. This edition of the Things That Sting, powered by Jones Pest Control. Ants, spiders, bees, or mice don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548. Six stories. We're going to motor through them. First one's, uh, let me get the banners going here. Where the hell are they? There we go. Wander Franco, uh, Tampa Bay Ray, robbed of $650,000 worth of jewelry. It was stolen from his vehicle. It was parked at a double tree. While he was at a rehab assignment in Jacksonville. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, so his, so Rolls, his Rolls Royce was sitting in a Doubletree Hotel parking lot. Inside his car was a $60 safe that contained seven pieces of jewelry. The alleged burglar, Khalil Mathis, used a wrench to enter Franco's car and remove the safe containing the jewelry around 3 a.m. on June 22nd. Stolen jewelry, wow, jewel, jewelry included a $300,000 diamond encrusted chain, a $200,000 rose gold chain with diamonds, a $70,000 gold pendant that included the spelling of Franco five, a $44,000 Rolex watch, a $20,000 American league championship ring, a $20,000 Durham bulls international league championship ring, and a $5,000 gold pendant of Jerry, the mouse from Tom and Jerry's cartoon. First (laughs) off, how many times, do we have to see something like this happen until people realize maybe not the best investment of my money, you know, big ass change, well, especially that yeah, you're going to carry so around town with you. And also how do you have $700,000 in jewelry inside a $250,000 car? Then you're like, yeah, $60 safe. Got to save money someplace. What? the? <laughs> why, come on. why didn't you leave it at home? That's what I want to yeah, know. That's what I'm saying. Like, what do you yeah, need like, all that? Leave the shit at home. Why would you put that in your car? So Mathis, I'm, I'm the, just, go ahead. 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is insurance fraud. That's I'm just, what my, that's my guess. <laughs> I'm just happy that the dude actually broke into his car and he didn't leave it unlocked. Cause that's like the common, no, like yeah. anytime I get a, Oh, my car was broken into. Oh, how'd they get in? Oh, I left it unlocked. So they didn't break <laughs> in actually. They just opened yeah. your door because <laughs> you opened the door. Your car. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Mathis, the suspect, allegedly sold two pieces of Franco's jewelry at a pawn shop nearly 20 miles southwest of Jacksonville on June 23rd. However, on July 4th, police arrested Mathis as they identified him via an Arizona driver's license and a thumbprint from the pawn shop. There's another one. Why sell it to a pawn shop? That's how to get. Have they never watched Pawn Stars? That's how you get caught 101. The cops are coming. <laughs> criminals, man. Criminals. Matt yeah, yeah, not yeah, this guy doesn't win brightest criminal, that's for sure. So Mathis's court date is scheduled for August 1st and is currently being held in jail on a wait for it $906,566 bond. Okay. Oddly specific. Florida man. <laughs> Fucking Florida. Uh so he faces charges of nine. Oh, this is what's crazy. So this dude's like a serial burglar. Uh, faces charges for nine separate incidents, including four felony burglary charges. The 24-year-old has also been charged with 14 additional felonies stemming from weapons, evidence tampering, resisting arrest, credit card fraud, and drugs, as well as four misdemeanor charges that include assault. So uh, he was he's on his way. Sounds good, yeah. He's Living on his way. Andy McIntosh says, sounds like highway robbery, just like the chocolate milk prices. Agreed. He's back. He's back. He's back. He's back, back on the anti-sketty <laughs> train. That's where we like him. I'm, I'm team Andy myself. All right. Second, uh, Hockey Canada, the world junior team. So Hockey Canada released a statement Friday saying it has been made aware of an alleged group, sec group sexual assault involving members of its 2002 2003 national junior team during the 2003 IIHF World Junior Championships in Halifax, Nova Scotia. The, a TSN slash CTV reporter named Rick Westhead, uh, he emailed Hockey Canada after speaking with multiple witnesses who provided him explicit descriptions of the assault. Hockey Canada said it has urged Westhead to speak with police for his sources and for his sources to do the same. Westhead has been at the forefront of reporting on Hockey Canada's recent problems, the largest of which involved another alleged sexual assault. News broke in May that a woman was accusing eight members of Canada's 2018 junior hockey team of sexually assaulting her after a gala in London, Ontario. The woman was seeking more than $3.5 million in damages from Hockey Canada, the Canadian Hockey League, and unnamed players. Details of the settlement were not made public. None of the allegations were proved in court. Now, this is just like tip of the iceberg stuff. There's some deep, deep issues in Hockey Canada, this, this organization. Uh, they it, It's now been brought to light that they were using National Equity Fund maintained by membership fees from across the country to pay off sexual assault claims. Uh, Hockey Canada ended their uh, response by saying, that it believes the allegations should be investigated by authorities and hockey Canada will co uh, cooperate fully. So lots of shady shit happening there. So uh, I don't know if we'll, that's something I'm probably going to have to look to find. So yeah. I'll start doing that as time goes on a uh, quick one here. 
Vol, uh, Tennessee Vols football, they're in some major recruiting trouble. 18 level one violations under coach Jeremy Pruitt, former coach. Uh, $60,000 in benefits paid out pre-NIL. Idiot should have waited. Uh, Vols fired him in 2021. Now, from what I read, since the Vols took swift action before the NCAA even got involved, penalties may be less harsh. So we'll wait and see. But they already, like, uh, put a bunch. They sanctioned themselves with, like, removing 12 scholarships and, and some other things. So we shall see. Smart. couple of deaths. Uh, Charles Johnson, you remember the former NFL wide receiver, uh, WNCN TV in Raleigh reported Wednesday that police found a body in a hotel room Sunday during a welfare check at a Hampton Inn and suites. And that the preliminary investigation indicated no signs of foul play. Johnson spent nine seasons in the NFL with four teams after the Steelers drafted him 17th overall out of Colorado in 1994, won a Super Bowl with the Patriots in 2001. He did five seasons with Pittsburgh, two with the Eagles. And he retired after playing with the Bills in 2002. Probably a good business decision. Uh, but, yeah, unfortunate. Um, I remember watching him, like, in my younger years. I remember when he was a Steeler. I actually don't really remember him as a Bill, but um, I do remember Charles Johnson. He was, didn't have, like, great, great numbers throughout his career, but he was effective. Uh, Paul Duncan. So this is a Notre Dame uh offensive lineman former Notre Dame offensive lineman who who was kind of highly regarded in college but then didn't get drafted out running on July 16th when he went into cardiac arrest uh his wife Ellen Duncan posted this on Instagram uh 35 years old cardiac arrest so that's scary <laughs> I think it's scary well, well you see like the Joe Staley's and the Joe Thomas's the world like these linemen retire and try and drop the weight. Cause it's, I don't think it's good for you to be, yeah. you know, you ever look into what they have to eat to maintain their weight at that. Right. You know, yeah. At that level of competition. Well, I mean, and he was out and he was out running. So clearly he, and the pictures I saw of him too, he looked like almost like he was in, in that type of shape already. Cause uh, he was undrafted in 2010 and then signed uh, with the Broncos as a college free agent, but he didn't make the roster. And then he actually uh, officially retired before you know, well i'm even, still saying though like I, that's just got to be hard on your heart to yeah have, you know to get yeah. to that size for sure uh last but not least i posted about this on the page john mechie diagnosed with leukemia uh the most curable form is what he has so that's a good thing but he announced that he probably will not be playing at all this season it's kind of a bummer i mean i'm not a texans fan or anything but john mechie was fun to watch it at bama and it's just a shame that uh, that's how he's starting off his career but did uh, did he did they say how he found it because wasn't he didn't he get injured was it national championship right before it was some sort of evaluation he was having done I, I don't I don't I didn't see specifically what was going on I just read his response and I didn't dig too much into the other stories on it but uh yeah just a sad story but it was cool reading all the tweets from fellow NFL players in support of them and, you know, one of their own. So uh, hopefully he makes a good recovery and I think he'll, he'll still have, you know, he's got a pretty bright NFL career ahead of him because he was damn good at Bama. Yes, he so, was. Joe, this edition of the things is sting.
Powered by Jones Pest Control, ants, spiders, bees, or mice, don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548. We're going to take a longer-than-usual break, get Ryan in here, and uh, we'll have our, our interview with Jamestown Tarp Skunk slash Mercier's Laker slash Warren alumni, Ryan Rafalski. Blue Line Auto, located at 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue East in Warren, is locally owned and operated and is a family-run business specializing in vehicle sales and service. They offer state and safety inspections and general car repairs, including but not limited to brakes and rotors, tires, oil changes, batteries, starters, and alternators. They also offer vehicle undercoating prior to winter to help keep your vehicle protected. Currently, their hours are Monday through Wednesday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Thursday and Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call them today to schedule your next appointment at 814-230-9061. Your safety is their goal. Hi, this is Ryan Klein, the host of the new pop culture podcast, Me, Myself, and Ryan. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and several other platforms. 
special guests, breakaway shows, bonus episodes, cold beers, and a whole lot more. So what are you guys and gals waiting for? Subscribe now to the Me, Myself, and Rye podcast on Spotify or wherever it is that you get your shows and start listening today. My high, Joe and Sketty's very own world of sports. My Hive is presented by Blue Line Auto. For all your automotive needs, call Blue Line Auto at 814-230-9061 or stop in at 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue, Easton Warren. Ryan Rafalski, everybody. That's our crowd. That's my soundboard. It's my phone. I don't, we don't actually have a good soundboard, but <laughs> Ryan, thanks for joining us. So this is Ryan Rafalski, everybody who's watching, listening, uh, former Warren Dragon, current Mercyhurst Laker and Jamestown Tarp Skunk. So we've uh, discussed the Tarp Skunks a little bit on the show, but we don't know about, a lot about the league. So we're glad that you could join us. Uh, so again, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. So, I, we're going to get into Dragon Baseball because I have a bunch of questions regarding uh, you. You probably did some hitting off of Ed Baldensberger and your BP, right? Yeah, plenty of hitting off of him. Okay, so in two weeks, I have to play an exhibition game against the Jamestown Old Timers at Dietrich Park. Okay, so I need all the insight I need to know to hit off of Ed. Do I go early in the count? Do I let him get a few by me? What's your what's your uh I mean your advice here? Ed, I know Ed throws multiple different pitches, so Yeah, he, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, normally in BP he'll just throw his fastballs, so you'll probably be seeing different pitches than I normally do. What do you think he'll come at me with first? I bet you'll see a fastball first. I'd swing at the first pitch you see. That's what I'm thinking. But that, now he's probably listening, though, and that's what scares me. See, I, I was thinking about, should I bring this up? Maybe he's going to listen, and then now he's going to throw me a 12-6 right off the bat. My knees are going to buckle. I'm going to fall over, and the ump's just going to strike one, and I'm going to be embarrassed. So that's that's probably what's going to happen. I'm just going to stand there. If it hits me, it hits me. Yeah, I mean, probably the best option. I would just sit fastball if I were you. Just All right. if you see a curveball, just don't swing at it until you see a fastball. <laughs> He's just throw me three straight curveballs, and I'll just walk back to the <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, so we're excited, though, because we get to play at your park. <laughs> but uh, so uh, you're in year two at Mercyhurst? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be going into my junior year like this in like three weeks here. Three so weeks. So I, I've completed freshman and sophomore year now. Okay, so now – and you're part of that special class that didn't have a senior season. Is that correct? Correct. Do we lose yes. them? Okay, we there you go. Play. Uh, we we did not get our spring season. Okay, so then we did not uh, get our spring season for baseball. Okay, so then you go to Mercyhurst basically after three years of being playing high school ball, right? Yeah. Okay, and you have teammates who are from Warren. I do. There's. 
Right now on Mercer's, there's three of us. Um, Mitch Grush, Aiden Morrison, and Ben Burdine. Okay. All right, so you got a good good uh, supporting cast out there of people All three who... of them are now. Aiden transferred in, and then me, Mitch, and Ben are there. Okay. Uh How's how's how do you like in Mercyhurst? How's the college level treating you? I really like it there. It's a pretty small campus. Um, I really like my teachers. My coaches are really nice. Um, just overall, it's a great place. Erie's a little rough, but other than that, <laughs> if you stay on campus, it's beautiful there. Who, who uh, what, what conference division? Talk about that a little bit so uh, people know who, who you're playing against and where you're traveling to and all that. Uh, so the Mercier's Conference is the PSAC, and we'll play schools like uh, Gannon, um, Seton Hill, Clarion, uh, Cal U. Um, IUP. Most of the okay. teams, and then there's also teams out east, but we won't play them until the playoffs. Is that like Stroudsburg and those schools? Yeah. Okay. Like Millersville, yeah, out there. Okay. Uh, and now tell us how you got into the Tarp Skunks and what uh, – so I, I read a little bit about that league and what it represents. I know it's it's kind of NCAA-sanctioned. Is that correct? Yeah. It's okay, a, so, it's part of the collegiate leagues, yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit about that. Like, what's it? What's the benefit? Is it just playing more ball, more exposure, or what? What all do you gain from playing for the Jamestown Tarp Skunks? I would say I play a lot better competition up there because I'm playing guys from a, some Power Five schools, like down south. Out, we're playing a lot of people from California because, like, there's several kids on my team alone that come from California. We have one that's going to Texas, Florida, so like. I'm obviously seeing way better competition than I would from around here because we're. I've been pitching against guys last year from Auburn, and then there's kids from Wake Forest, and then like lower D ones like Kansas State and uh, um, Bonaventure, like just bigger schools. Like, and there's a lot of really good players in the D three and JUCO level too that are playing in this league. How, how do you join this league? Is it are you is it an invitation thing, or do you sign up to try and get on a team, or how does that work? My last year was my first year, so my uh, assistant coach from Mercier's asked me because I asked him like what league I should join, and he told me there's a spot on this Tarp Skunks team, which was only 30 minutes from Warren. So I'm like, that's a great opportunity to take that. Right. So and then. Since I got to know the coach up there so well, he coached again this year. So then I just asked him, and he said that he would love to have me on the back on the team for year two. So now this is uh, where this is where Skeddy and I were talking because I disagree with this part. You get no uh, financial compensation for doing this. It takes up your entire summer. You can't work. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah, so yeah. see, I, yeah. I, I kind of have a problem with that personally, just because especially now with the NIL and everything, and, and uh, you know, I, I understand they can't pay you to play. That's not what the NIL is. But uh, it just seems like, because I looked at your guys' schedule, because that was how I was trying to figure out when we could have you on the show. And it was like, you, you guys play like four or five nights a week. Yeah, we play pretty consistently, and we travel pretty far for most of our games, and most of them are at night, so... So it's pretty busy get, schedule. 
do you get a stipend when you're out of town for food or is it all on your dime all summer long? Um, well, the teams are supposed to feed us on away games, but recently they've been giving us each one hot dog and one water bottle as our meal after the game. Yeah, that's trash. Even even trashier. Yeah. Yeah, that's not I think cool. less of the league now. That's not cool. Yeah. But no, but I, I mean, I still support you in, in being in it and, and bettering yourself because that's what you're doing. Like you said, you're playing some stiffer competition. You're pitching against kids who are playing power five baseball. Uh, and that's great. But it just seems like the NCAA could probably uh, take some of their large chunk of money and make it a little bit more suitable for you guys. Maybe we'll start a campaign for you, Ryan. Yeah. You need more than uh, one hot dog and a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. Our coach for the Tarpskunks put in something with the head of the committee, but he hasn't told us anything since that. It's just so a like, couple of teams that do that. Some of the teams feed us decent. Yeah. Like we'll get like a pasta, big thing of pasta, but we have to like share it with the whole team. <laughs> and then some like there's only like one or two teams that do that. And then there's other teams that think a hot dog's going to feed right guys for four hour bus rides back home yeah definitely not especially after you're out playing ball warm-ups the game itself and everything you're talking three four hours right yeah we normally get there even two three hours before game because we normally hit uh batting practice before every game so So we'll be there for like seven hours around there like damn say we have a seven o'clock game we'll get there around three or four and then we won't leave until like eleven. Yeah, that's that's wild to me that they 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 just just another thing that the NCAA needs to make a change on because the idea of it's great is getting you guys more exposure, you know, in hopes of. I, I mean, I'm assuming your ultimate goal is next level. You want to tell us what what's your your ultimate goal here with college ball and and you know what you're going to school for, pursuing a degree. You know, what's the ideal situation for Ryan when, when it's all said and done? I mean, ideally, it'd be great to get drafted, but obviously I feel like I have to get a lot better for that to happen. So right now I'm mainly focusing on school. And But if I somehow start getting even bigger, stronger, throwing better, then that'd be pretty awesome. True, true or false, Ryan, you are in the, the 90 mile an hour club. I am. Yeah, so that's, that's true. That's a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. Those people who have nines in front of their fastball usually are the ones that scouts are like, huh, okay. So, no, that's great. And, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you have a – well, I know you have a good supporting cast because I know your dad. He's a fantastic guy. I, I've known him for a long time. And I don't know if you knew this, but back in the, in the day, I'll call it, uh, when your dad was playing for bets – I played for Cougar Bob, so we were like rivalries. We were, it always kind of reminded me like Betts was like the Yankees and we were like the Red Sox. Because we had all yeah. like kind of half drunk guys with beards and long hair. And then Betts was like nice looking dudes who clean shave and usually kicked our ass. But sometimes we took him down a couple of times, but it wasn't very often. But uh, no, I mean, he, I know that he's very involved in, in going to your games and helping you progress and everything. So and, and it sounds like the coaching staff is looking after you if they're sending you, you know, to Jamestown to to play throughout the summer. So, uh, so Tarp Skunks, when does that end? And when is there playoffs or how's that go? I, I know you probably don't want to talk about this, 
but a little bit of a rough stretch the last week or so with the tarp skunks. Is that right? Yeah. So our um, end of our season is July 28th and um, the playoffs would start this, that Sunday after. And I think it would go until August 4th or 5th, depending on like how many games need to be played. Cause it's like single elimination up until the finals, which is in a three game series. Does everybody make the playoffs? No, it's only the top four in each division, and there's two divisions. How many teams in each division? Um, I want to – there's eight, I think, in our division. I'm not sure about the other side. Okay. Right now we're sitting in six, though, because we've lost a pretty good amount of games this la- the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it hasn't been great, but uh, never too late to turn it around. Things can happen. You guys still have time, right? You could still – yeah, how it's going to take a How many games back there. are you? Um, the fourth place, which we're shooting for, is I think two games ahead of us. And okay. there's only four games left in our schedule. So we're going to need them to lose a couple of games. You don't play them in to, that four games? No. Okay. We, play, uh, we play two of the teams below us and then the number one seed team one more time. Well, you're gonna have to gonna have to get it done then. Yeah, I'm <laughs> and, thinking I might. I'm thinking I might get one of those games. I'll probably start. I hope, but I'm still on my uh, recovery from my last start right now. So, are you primarily starting pitcher, or are you coming out of the bullpen more? I, I was in the bullpen at to be like the beginning half of the season. And then once I got my pitch count worked up to like where my arm could handle starts, then I started, I started more games. So this okay. is my, I think second start. And that was my second start that I just had. And then if I start one of the games uh, this week, then it would be my third start. Okay. Season. And then what about Mercyhurst? Is that same deal there? Are you in the rotation? Um, uh, Not really sure. I think I'd mainly be out of the bullpen there. Because we okay. have some solid starting pitchers there, and last year I, I didn't play there. I redshirted from my injury that I had. Okay. So junior year, I'll I'm looking at being one of the main guys out of the bullpen right now. But who knows? I could um, start throwing really well in the fall, and they could bump me into a starting role for the spring. All right. So yeah, from what I understand, it's a pretty big roster. Mercyhurst has. Is that right? It is. I. It's uh, we graduated a lot this year, and several guys transferred out, so we're at a little lower than last year. But okay. I don't know if there's any other recruits coming in yet or not. Um, I guess we'll see when I get on campus, because then I'll get to meet all the new guys that come in. Yeah, is uh, Zach Danius is on your team, right? Yes, he is. Buddy, are you buddies with Zach? I don't really talk to him that much because he's um, a position guy. I'm a pitcher, and we normally. Uh, don't talk much during practices. You guys are like segregated out there. And when you get to next level baseball, the pitchers mm-hmm. hang out with the pitchers, the infielders hang out with the infielders. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I already knew them coming in, I really don't hang out with the position guys too much. All right. Yeah. Zach, I know only know Zach because his dad is uh, Tommy, who I went to college with. So that's why I'm aware of Zach. But uh, no, that's cool. Anything else you want to add, uh, throw out there about upcoming lakers or finishing up the tarp skunks anything um any shout outs you want to give 
Oh, the only thing I can think of is our last uh, home game for Tarpskunks is this Wednesday. And I'm pretty sure they just announced it's going to be free baseball. Oh, so cool. if anybody wants to come up, I'm pretty sure the tickets are going to be free. I think right. they announced that. I'm not sure. I'm not positive on that. I thought you were going to say free um, beer. So it's our last home game. We're playing the number one seed in our division. So it's a, yeah, I don't know if they might do the $2 nights again. It could be $2 Ooh. beers again. They serve beer. Those are good games? nights. Yeah, they ha- we have a little uh, beer shop right below the bleachers behind our dugout. So I haven't been to that field in a long time. So I'm, I don't know. I heard according to Sittler and some of the guys on the old timers, they said the, the field itself is awesome. It's beautiful. There's, they keep it in super good condition. They have guys working on it nonstop. That's cool. All day and all night, basically. So any more advice on hitting Ed or just swing early? Swing early. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ryan. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, Maybe what, so what you have fall ball or how's that work for when you get back to Mercy? Um, they normally give us like a, a week to settle in and then we'll start. Um, I think we normally have two practices a week with the other three days being individual work. Okay. So we'll start that um, probably after like a week of school, just so we can get settled in and they let the freshmen like get to know campus before we start anything too serious with practices. Okay. And then you just ride that through fall until – uh, baseball starts in the spring. Is that how that goes for you? Basically, I think because COVID kind of messed up the last several years, we'll probably have some fall scrimmages here and there. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming we'll have at least because last year we only had one fall scrimmage against Youngstown, but this year I'm assuming that we'll get a lot more games. So hopefully we'll get a lot more opportunities to pitch in the fall there instead of just throwing inner squads the whole time. Right. So we can see some other competition out there. Well, hey, uh, appreciate you joining us, and we'll keep tabs on you. And then uh, maybe after – we'll say after next uh, – your your junior year, we'll see how it goes, and then we'll get you back on here to talk about it and, and see uh, how it all went for you. Sounds great. Thank you for having me. All right, Ryan, thanks for joining us. Yep, thanks, Ryan. All right, I got, I got the in. I knew he would have answers for me uh, regarding – at Baldensburger. So people might think that I had the motive of bringing him on just to get that. That's not true. I did want to hear uh, Ryan's, you know, what, what he's got going on. Cause it, it's cool to hear that we got a local guy who's playing next level a, and then B uh, even doing some summer ball, even though we gotta, we gotta make some noise about this hot dog thing. I should have, hot dog in the water is a bunch of bullshit. I should have had him call out the team, but I don't want to put him too much on the spot to, to you know, then people well, get mad. It sounded like he that. said it was like a couple teams are doing that. Yeah, he did. We're going to find out who, and we're going to make some noise. Because I like it. these kids. What the fuck are they even thinking? Like, th- these are college I was, athletes. And they're giving I was them thinking a, gl- if I had to, a, a glizzy if and I a bottle come, of water. If I got to come watch you in two Thursdays or whatever it is, I'm probably going to eat four hot dogs, just sit there, watch the tape. Right. Yeah. We got, something's got to give there. That's, that's crazy to me that those guys are sacrificing their summer for their, for their own benefit to get better at their trade. And then, you know, they, so they can't work. He can't get a job. There's no way I looked at their schedule. There is no way any of those kids can work. 
None of them. Like you cannot hold a job and play at in this uh, the collegiate league. You can't do it. Like their schedule is packed. Like I was literally looking for empty spots so that I could get him to come on and talk with us. Cause I thought, I honestly thought this was going to have to be an interview that I recorded well, previous. Yeah. Recorded previously and then uploaded and played during the show. But uh, yeah, it's just, that's crazy. So we'll, we'll, we'll do some investigating. Unacceptable, like unacceptable behavior. NCAA. We see you. All right. I think that's it. Is yeah. that it? That's, fine. that's all everything. I got. That's all I got. I, I passed both ambushes tonight that you tried to set me into with Kyler Murray. You did, you and did very with, well. I did. I'm, I was nervous. Well, when, you, when you're texting me about show content and you won't tell me what it's going to be, that makes me nervous. Well, I didn't, want, I didn't want you to have time to prepare your defense for the Bills. I wanted your real-life honest take. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, natural reaction. I'm good with that because I think the natural reactions in both cases are better. That's why sometimes we stop each other. We both do that. Yep. When we're texting throughout the week, we're like, shut up. Don't say anything else. Let's yep. save it for the show because then we get a non-rehearsed natural reaction yep. to something, which is better. Exactly. And I was I was thinking like both ways with or both ways with the Bills defense too. I was like, well, either he's going to be like, no, they are the best. And then I'm going to slam you with all the garbage teams that they've played. Or you would think at, think about it, look at it, you go, Man, maybe they're not actually that good because we didn't play. No, they did. Anyway. I, I knew last year. I mean, I watched every game. I know who they played. I know they weren't yep. great. And, and you know, that topic was brought up in several Bills group texts slash Facebook groups and all that that I'm in. That yeah, they did play. It was a weak schedule, but it's nothing they can do about it. Well, no, I agree. I'm just happy that you guys keep it real. I'm like Steelers fans who are just like, doesn't matter. Best team oh, yeah. ever. Yeah. Like when they were 11, 11 and 0 to 11 yeah. and 5 real quick. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just look at how you got here. So I appreciate that. All right. Uh, hey, we want to thank everybody who tuned in to the live show. We, we've seen an increase in live show listeners the last like three weeks or so. And I'm liking that. We're touching, yep. getting into the good double digits. And we like, like that. Uh, appreciate everybody joining us. We think during football season, that number will go up even more because then, you yep. know, Everybody likes to chime in with their football opinions and we want to hear them. So if you're yeah. live listening, get in the comments, we'll put, we'll put them up there. We'll bring you into the show. Uh, keep an eye out for fan rant post, which will be up tomorrow. Claim your team. If you want to come on, I know Andy's chomping at the bit to do the giants. He did it last year. <laughs> now he's got to come on video though. Might be a little more nerve wracking. He's got a face sketty. He has to face, face me down. The face <laughs> off. Yeah, I like it. Team Andy, all the way. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank the sponsors, Swing Juice, Bushlight, Your Daily Local, JP Photography, Means Sales and Service, Jones Pest Control, Me, Myself, and Ryan Podcast, Blue Line Auto. Thank you again, Ryan Rafalski, for joining us. We're going to have him back on for sure because I, I want to hear how uh, junior year goes up there. Uh, he's getting some good starting time. That's a good thing. I, I saw he's in the 90 club. I was like, That's boy can pitch. Yep. Boy can pitch. If he's throwing 90, I don't I ain't gonna see that against Ed Baldensberger. But I'm gonna see, <laughs> see some nasty movement that I have no idea what it's doing. I'm gonna get confused and embarrassed. It's gonna suck. <laughs> Not looking forward. <laughs> Shit. I'm psyching myself out now. I hit well at BP. That's what I gotta remember. Hit just, well at BP. Just bunt, man. Bunt I, you can. All. You can bunt. I might. 
That's, if he starts that's throwing, my advice. He starts throwing some crazy shit. I'm laying one down. I like it. I'm laying one You're down. Young. This is this is the old timers. You should be able to beat the throw out. I can beat the throw. All right. I like. I it. can beat the throw. I might not be able to walk the next day, or to, <laughs> or make it to second ever. But I'll pinch runner one for one. I'll take me yep. out of the game. That's All right, everybody. Shoot. If you get a what? hit, hold Hammy immediately. Hold Hammy. I'm out. Yep. One for Go out one. on top. That's not a bad idea. I got a lot to think about. All right. Uh, we're going to hang it up. Thank you, everybody, for joining us again. We appreciate you. And uh, until next week, take care and be safe.